1947, the small town of DuPont, Indiana, was thrust into the nation's spotlight after a series of suspicious deaths were blamed on a well-known local housekeeper, Lottie Lockman. But everything isn't as it seems with this cold case, even though nearly 80 years have passed. Lottie continually denied the claims that she was involved in any of these crimes, and for the most part, there really wasn't much evidence tying her to any of the crime scenes. But things get even weirder from here, as this strange case has a twist ending that you will never expect. DuPont, Indiana is the definition of your average small Midwestern town. A close-knit farming community of less than 400 residents, it would seem to be the most unlikely setting for a mystery that gripped the entire nation. However, in 1947, the usually quiet town of DuPont made headlines across the United States after a series of suspicious local deaths resulted in accusations of murder, the arrest of an unlikely suspect, and a trial that could only be described as a circus. Dubbed by the press as the Mercury and Old Lace Case, this is the story of suspected serial killer Lottie Lockman, known locally as Tot. From all outward appearances, DuPont local Lottie Lockman was a hard-working, caring, and devout woman. She'd managed to survive the Great Depression by taking work wherever it could be found. From housekeeping and acting as a nurse to ailing residents, to working in a feed mill and selling eggs, Lottie did what was necessary to make ends meet, all while caring for her sick husband, Frank Lockman. Sadly, in 1940, Frank passed away at the age of 60, leaving Lottie in an even more difficult financial situation, but she did all she could to survive. Three years after her husband's death, Lottie was hired by a wealthy local businessman named Forrest McConnell as a housekeeper and a nurse to care for his disabled wife, Mamie, as well as his chronically ill mother, Minnie. Before long, Lottie became a trusted employee of the family. Shortly after Lottie's arrival, both Mamie and Minnie began having violent fits of nausea after eating, and they initially attributed this to their failing health. So, when Minnie passed away in 1945 at the age of 79, it didn't immediately raise any alarm bells. However, in 1946, when Aileen Kirkpatrick, a nurse and sister-in-law of Mamie, came to visit, she was horrified to find Mamie in rather bad shape. Aileen was convinced that Minnie had shown signs of arsenic poisoning prior to her death, and she claimed that Mamie may be suffering the same fate. So, the family requested Minnie's body to be exhumed and a full autopsy to be performed. While awaiting the exhumation of Minnie's body, Mamie was tested for arsenic poisoning. While they found no traces of arsenic, doctors did find extremely high levels of mercury, nearly three times the normal amount. Investigators turned their attention to Lottie after Mamie claimed she was not the kind-hearted person everyone believed her to be. Mamie described to police how her husband would often be away on business in Michigan, leaving her and her mother-in-law alone with Lottie. She described how Lottie didn't work at their home, but domineered it. Mamie relayed to investigators how Lottie would oftentimes turn away friends and relatives in an attempt to keep her in total isolation. She also claimed that Lottie insisted on being in charge of all the cooking, going as far as firing the family's longtime grocer and hiring one of her own choosing. 
several other members of the housekeeping staff corroborated Mamie's story to police, adding that they believed Lottie was rather fond of Forrest McConnell. One person revealed that oftentimes Lottie would voice her distaste for the McConnell women to the staff. They quoted Lottie as saying things such as, quote, Mr. McConnell is such a fine man. He would be better off without those sickly women. As well as saying, Mamie don't know nothing about business. Mr. McConnell ought to have a wife like me who knows something about business. Another member of the staff informed police that on one occasion before her death, Minnie had called out for help from her bedroom. Lottie had reportedly heard the woman's calls, but intentionally ignored them. Police quickly arrested 62-year-old Lottie Lockman, charging her with the attempted murder of Mamie McConnell. While awaiting the exhumation and autopsy of Minnie, investigators learned that several other people had passed away in Lottie's care. The first was Wallace Lockman, Lottie's brother-in-law, who died in July of 1935. Second was 70-year-old Hattie Calhoun, an elderly widow who'd passed away while in Lottie's care in 1937 leaving Lottie several diamond rings and cash in her will. The next person was 90-year-old retired farmer Fred Giddings, who passed away in the summer of 1940, leaving Lottie his home. Later that same year, Frank Lockman, Lottie's husband, also passed away. Lottie was released on bail a short time after her arrest, while investigators awaited more answers. Minnie's body was exhumed from her resting spot in DuPont Cemetery, while curious children and families sat perched atop neighboring tombstones watching the macabre scene unfold. An autopsy revealed that, like Mamie, Minnie also had extremely high levels of mercury in her body. With this new development, investigators decided to exhume the bodies of Fred Giddings, Wallace Lockman, and Hattie Calhoun. Both Wallace and Fred's remains were exhumed from DuPont Cemetery in what the newspapers described as a ghostly moonlit ceremony. Investigators learned that the day after Hattie Calhoun's death, Lottie had sent her body to be buried in her hometown in Iowa. Indiana State Police traveled to the location several times before finally receiving permission to exhume Hattie's remains. Like Minnie and Mamie, all three tested positive for mercury poisoning. Lottie was again arrested, this time charged with the murder of Minnie McConnell. However, several doctors argued that while high levels of mercury were found, it could not be proven that the mercury was the cause of their deaths. The murder charges against Lottie were dropped. However, she still faced trial for the attempted murder of Mamie. Lottie was again released on bail and preparations for the trial began. At this point, the town of DuPont was overrun with reporters seeking to cover the case and curious neighboring residents hoping to catch a glimpse of the accused serial killer, Lottie Lockman. When Lottie was forced to sell her belongings to pay for her defense, a crowd of curiosity seekers were quick to purchase the items while reporters snapped photos of the auction. When Lottie's case finally went to trial in March of 1947, it was described as a circus, a carnival, and a sideshow by various news outlets. Countless reporters and a crowd of more than 600 spectators crammed inside of the Jefferson County Courthouse in neighboring Madison, Indiana, and many more gathered in the parking lot and on the lawn. Perhaps the most dramatic moment of the trial was the appearance of Mamie McConnell, who was wheeled in on her hospital bed to testify against Lottie.
She told the jury, consisting of 11 farmers and one tire salesman, about Lottie's neglect, mistreatment of both her and her deceased mother-in-law, and her obvious affections towards her husband. Mamie's doctor also testified that since Lottie had left the household, the levels of mercury had dropped substantially in Mamie's blood, and she no longer had fits of nausea after eating. Throughout the trial, Lottie maintained her innocence. Her attorney argued that the high levels of mercury could be attributed to a number of medications known to contain the element, some of which the deceased and Mamie were known to have been taking. Lottie's attorney also reminded the jury that no evidence of mercury was found in food taken from the McConnell household, nor was any of the poison found in Lottie's house. He concluded by claiming the entire case against his client was purely circumstantial. After closing arguments, the jury convened shortly before noon. Fourteen hours later, they announced that they had reached a verdict. Anxious reporters held their breath as the verdict was read. The small crowd that remained cheered as a verdict of not guilty was read out and the charges against Lottie were dropped. Lottie's final words to the court were, truth always prevails. Three days after Lottie's trial, Mamie McConnell passed away. An autopsy was conducted, however, doctors found no trace of mercury in her body and attributed her death to a combination of heart and liver failure. After the trial, Lottie left Indiana and moved to Ohio to live with her daughter. She passed away in 1954 at the age of 69. She was eventually buried in DuPont Cemetery, a place that became a focal point in her case, alongside the people that she was accused of murdering. Lottie's story remains a favorite in Indiana mystery, even today. Some people strongly believe that she was falsely accused, while others are convinced that she got away with murder. Unfortunately, whatever your opinion may be, it's unlikely the questions surrounding the infamous Mercury and Old Lace case will ever be answered. But that's the video for today, you guys. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, be sure to hit that like button. If you loved it, maybe consider sharing, subscribing, or clicking that blue join button below to really show your support for the channel. But my name is Ty Knotts, and I'll catch you guys in the next video.